Once again, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm here with my co-host, as usual, Chen. We're here for NBA Tuesday, talking some basketball for a little change of pace. I guess I'll just start off with this question. Sure, what's, sure. What, what's been the uh, early surprises for, what, four, five, three, four, five games into the season? Anything? I mean, too early to jump the gun on some hot takes, but. Right, yeah, that's my uh, first disclaimer is all these uh... – comments we can call them takes analysis doesn't mean it's gonna happen the rest of the year well let's just be honest because the first biggest surprise to me is jazz 3-0 and Lori marketing looks like an all-star uh yeah I, I don't think in like 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 we gotta just be realistic here <laughs> the yeah. jazz you know as a team i think quinn snyder's still a coach if he's not Whatever. You know what I mean? We, we like the Jazz have been a great regular season team throughout just the past, you know, five, six years since they've had that Mitchell Gobert duo. And so, like, this wasn't like completely shocking, but obviously, for most people, it's like, well, this was one of the teams in like the Web and Yama, you know, sweepstakes. Yeah. And so to see them kind of ball out and, you know, go 3 0 right off the bat is impressive. Doesn't mean anything to me, though, personally. I mean, they could rip off, you know, a 10-game losing streak. That's just how the NBA regular season is. Um, I, I will say this, and I know you like Portland, and I will say watching Portland, they have the ability. Uh, it's in a seven-game series right now. Eh, you know, that play in them getting into the playing off games back, he's only got to perform for two games. Well, that was my most. take. That was my take. You know, if yeah. you go back and check, that's exactly you're saying what he's going to get in. And it's like, right. It's like, that's, I could see it. But again, it also depends on how the rest of the NBA stacks out. Because at a, you know, not even at a point, I mean, you flat out said the Grizzlies weren't going to make the playoffs. And first impressions of that is like, they got even better. I know there's a thing, you know, it's internal improvement, but seeing Desmond Bain drop, you know, 30 plus points, it's like, okay, they got him. They still have Dylan Brooks is a great wing guy. Again, Bain, Brooks, Morant, all young. Jaron Jackson's not even playing yet. He's, he's hurt. That's one of their key guys. They can shoot for a guy who's seven foot is ridiculous. Steven Adams, you know, he's not young. We know what he is. Not going to go into detail with that. But, like, they got Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones. Like, that roster not only remained the same, they kept continuity. They kept those young guys up. And so, I guess my question is you is, obviously, it's still early in the season, but if you get a mulligan on any team, uh, I'm encouraging you. Don't, like, don't, don't tell me, like, the Grizzlies, like, I don't even – like, I don't even think they're a playing team. Like, they're going to win – they're going to make the playoffs. That's just um, this team last year was a second seed, and oh, they don't have Jaron Jackson. They still look the way they are. I mean, John Morant look, is what get, bottom line. John Morant is what Derrick Rose we all wanted him to be, and that's like we got to be real. <laughs> got to be real, with me here. Look at what John Morant is doing. Like I understand, you're like while well, the Grizzlies as a team might play better, 
And Taylor Jenkins as a coach can do that. He can get the team to play a better team ball. But if John Morant takes that step of just making the better basketball play, he's a third-year player. So last year, I'd expect him to make every basketball play correctly. But he's going to keep getting better as a player, brain-wise and whatnot. Athletically, it's all there. And then again, consistently with the three ball. That's scary. That is really scary. And obviously, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to bring it up. Ah, well, since I started up bringing up the 2K Sim did have the Grizzlies winning the championship. However, you did we not both just know... bring that up. <laughs> I know it popped in my up. head. I'm like, that's the dumbest take we've ever had. Yeah, it literally so. means nothing. That means yeah, they had Jason Tatum. Nothing. You could no, run exactly. that. You could run that Sim 30 times and get 30 different results. That's fair. Yeah, I think it, it's very possible we see the Rockets win with like a Jalen Green MVP. In two yeah, case, um, so yeah, so and then they broken. had Jason Tatum as MVP, so that's why I kind of like started to walk it back. But I just consensus, I, I feel like most fans are kind of shooing this team into the playoffs. So I'm just hearing, like, from your take, what is your like, what is your big concern with the Grizzlies? Why are you thinking this team just they're not uh, even honestly, gonna make, honestly, make it in. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the take back, I'm not gonna, you know, we're four games in, but. Uh, the, the logic behind the take was this is not everything. Nothing ever shakes out exactly how everybody always thinks it's going to. And uh, I saw the I saw the Grizzlies as likely of the of, of missing the playoffs. If that as one of the most likely teams to miss the playoffs in, in that scenario. Right. There's always random teams that everybody thinks are going to perform well that, that just fall to a play in. They fall to the nine seed, something like that. And, and I just, you know. I felt like I could see the Grizzlies regressing um, when Jaws not on the floor. And I don't know if that Jaws style is a championship winning style yet. Um, it, ha- it has a shades of, you know, an early Kobe or C- Kobe without Shaq, early Mike uh, before Scotty got there, that sort of thing before they learned the system like that. That's kind of where Jaws at in my head right now, where he just has to do everything. Uh, and he's an incredible player to watch, obviously, but, uh, I won't take the take back. We're, we're early in the year, uh, but but I could very mm. well see. I, I very well could see everything that you are saying. Mm. Like you know, I just I somebody's got to miss the playoffs. That that's that, that's the take. And you think it's the Grizzlies? Yeah, I think it could. Uh, you're you're more confident in eight more teams in the West than the Memphis Grizzlies, who lost to Golden State last year. It's not like they like got bounced or. Like they're essentially, I'm just going to say this. You put the Timberwolves at two, but the Timberwolves are what, like they aspire to be the Grizzlies in terms of having their young talent play in continuity, have regular season success, and then go as far as I can in the playoffs and lose to the Warriors who we expect to see. So like from my aspect, it's like, well, the Grizzlies didn't make any changes. They're only going to get better. They're going to get Jaron Jackson back. And everything should remain the same. I, I understand. The there, there's a level there. to my there, there's a level to my thinking that always kind of defaults to if you didn't make any changes or if you didn't make any additions, you got worse. Does that like I forget like how the actual adage works, but like if you don't add anybody, you you got worse, right? Or if it, so, are you so about the Bulls. 96, 97, 98 with the same roster. Well, that's that's. I mean, we're talking about Michael Jordan here. I, 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 like my, my example about John of John Morant. My example of this. We we agree. Shut up. We agreed uh, that the Heat were going to regress this year, right? That's kind of my 
thought process with the Grizzlies, right? Like there really haven't been that many changes. Maybe I'm wrong just because the Grizzlies are a younger team with a much younger superstar player who's going to get better as the years go on. That's, but yeah. I'm just explaining my my thought process here. And I, yeah, I understand that thought process. But again, Timberwolves, they only added Gobert, right? And okay, he's only, the best. I only say only. He's the best interior defender in the league. And provides nothing defensively. And then made that you mean team, offensively? Sorry, yeah. Duh. They'll figure but it out. I am not worried top. about the T-Wolves at all. They will figure it out. Stay, if they stay healthy, they'll uh, That's fine. Hey, I was like, yeah, well. We can agree, disagree. I do, I do have, I do have a team that I'm a little concerned about. Oh yeah, what's that? Uh, let me just let me pull up the fact checks here. I want to make sure I get this right. Okay, so they did finally get their first win, but Philly started zero and three, um, and Harden looked like shades of 2017, 2018 Rockets Harden. Then he falls off, and Embiid scores forty. They can't seem to be playing good on the same night. Don't want to jump to any conclusions, but there's losses in there to the Magic. Um, they did. They, they they just they just seem. It was Magic, but then it was Celtics and Bucks. So that's why I was yeah. like, I'll give them a pass. Yeah, you know I, I, I agree. Like, I agree. And but, but this is. I don't team. want to take anything away from Harden right now because I, I'm somebody that if it's the hates, there it is. But opening the season, he's looked great. But yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. No, yeah, I think the Hardens look great. It just, to me, something seems like, like you look at them on paper and they should be, I understand if, if we've played four games, okay? But any concern at all? Or are they going to, like, do you think they even need a, need to figure anything out or they just need to keep playing games so they can win more? They, ultimately, they just need to keep playing games, um, in my opinion. I've honestly, Harden, I don't think, really has played a bad night in terms of statistically and what he's done for the team. Um, I think what they really got going on right now, and it's kind of a genius idea if it works, is you just let Harden or Maxi ISO. They get in their role. They get in their groove because they're one of the better ISO scorers in the league. You got, in case you need to kick it, you got guys that are pure spot up, and that's P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris, Daniel House, guys that, like, that's – they don't expect to dribble the ball. They don't expect to take these off-the-dribble shots. That's their role. So the only guy that could really have a numbers dip is going to be Embiid if they don't play through him, they don't get him the ball enough, which when I watched the Bucs Sixers game, they were getting him the ball. It was just, he was getting stonewalled down there. And I have concerns about my MVP pick. Yeah, I, I, you picked Embiid, yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, would have concerns because I have concerns the, about that. What I've seen so far is they have completely eliminated him being on the perimeter. He's strictly down on the block, which, in theory, Joel Embiid, seven foot, two fifty, big dude, should be fine. He, I, he play struggles the down there sometimes. He, re- yeah, for some reason, he really struggles. He, he's so Brooke Lopez locked him up. To me, I mean, I think like Stephen Adams would do that. Like, yeah, it just feels yeah, like sometimes it, he's so obsessed with getting to the free throw line that he just doesn't like. I don't know. Just go, just go score. Like, stop worrying about trying right. to get the two free points and just go get a bucket. Like, and obviously he's like, you know, you can make an argument that Embiid is the greatest, like. Like when I look at Joel Embiid's career, and I think I saw this take somewhere, but it was basically like in 20 years, Joel Embiid 
is going to be the guy that kids look back at and say, this guy was kind of trash. Like, what did he really accomplish? When in reality, he like lost in game seven to Kawhi on a double bounce shot that like changed, like never got out of the second round, I believe. Did this, you know, back to back runner up and MVP, like wins that award any other year except for Jokic. Like, to me, Embiid is like playing this second fiddle role. And, and like, I picked him to finally break through this year to win the MVP and be the league's best player. And if he's going to start to like, Maybe not start to fall off, but like if he doesn't start doing something, his role is going to be reduced. And I don't think it's his own. It's not his fault. And I don't really think it's his fault. No, I don't. I don't think it is either. But like, I I don't know. I I I have definite concerns about Joel Embiid winning MVP. I understand it's four games, but just watching the way that he's playing, he doesn't. I know he had forty the other night, but but that's kind of been his only good performance. Everything else has been. Not bad, but just kind of like mid, middle tier. Yeah, not like, not Joel Embiid numbers we're used yeah. to. I mean, he's usually a 25, 30, you know, points per game, 10 boards at least. I mean, he's usually a foundational piece. And it kind of seems like the, you know, Sixers have turned to Harden, which having Daryl Morey as their general manager bringing in two of his former teammates that made that 17-18 Rockets team work. I wasn't too shocked at the role reductions. Just, I don't know. I expect Embiid to kind of. I'll say this too, though. If they're right. gonna if they're gonna run I mean, through Harden, they're never gonna win the championship. I stand by that take, and I'll, I'll stand by it till it's proven wrong. And Harden is the the Rockets. Harden. Um, Harden it's an easy take to stand by. Not it a champ, It's not championship basketball. It's it's stab padding basketball. It, no, uh, it and, is. and I would say this. Harden last year when he first showed up in Philly, those first couple games, I was really impressed. Like they right. they looked really good, and if they can find a way to run this this two man not even two man this system as and start to you know max out the efficiencies that sort of thing and get into a groove, I I think that they're as good as anybody in the Eastern Conference. But um, just when it comes down to it, and I need to win a game seven, I'm going to Giannis before I go to Harden. I'm going to oh for sure n- numerous I don't, of guys yeah. before I go to Harden in that situation. Like right, and it, it's almost uh, I can't believe I'm like me defending Harden here. It's like his time to win realistically was like 17, 18 when when he had Chris Paul and they had the Warriors on the ropes with KD. And they missed 26 consecutive threes in that game seven. Yeah, that was the year. That it's was weird the to year. me, like how so much, like, like how, like, because people say this take, and it's actually true. Like those James Harden Rockets pushed the Warriors, those god tier Warriors teams. They did farther than they anybody did. else did. But at the same time, every time I watched that Harden led Rockets team play, I was like, "There's no chance they're ever going to win a championship." I don't know how to like conceptualize that in my head. But they're just not. I just there's just something about James Harden that I don't know what it. I don't know. He just he's just a step pattern, I guess. That was the the only reason that was. And that the was the narrative. That was the narrative in my then. Opinion. Um. And no, and, and I understand. I, I and, and I think that I, like, I, I think really that do. my take comes from the fact that he got that close and he runs Chris Paul out of town. You know, what I'm saying like there's a there's a level of like. You know, this is oh he got that close in OKC. Technically speaking, he run he, he leaves. He won, which is like 
we all yeah. i think we can all agree like from james Harden's perspective that was the right thing to do oh so he got a little ball off i'm not gonna take that away from a from championship him. perspective like he, he would have won something in okc i think we can all agree if that team stays together they, they win some championships but yeah i, I don't know i feel like I, i'm circling around the point here is just like if if Harden can change the mentality and if Embiid can you know because i think Embiid has that has the right mindset i mean you know so i i could see it working i, I could see Harden getting over the hump in philadelphia uh but like i said i i'll, I'll take you know, I, take I, I think uh, this is, yeah, no, and I agree with you. Like, I still think the Bucs are the favorite, especially the way they played the Sixers. Um, Holiday on Harden is problematic for them. I mean, it's in a seven-game series, it'll throw Harden off. Harden will still have his nights. But in seven games, I don't expect the Sixers to win. We did that I mean, without Chris Middleton. What? I understand it's a regular season game, but the game plan kind of rang true to like a playoff scenario of like what would be your follow. Let me ask you this: like, what would be your recipe for success, for success for Philadelphia? For yeah, for sure. So yeah, this is um honestly my take on like just what would be and you know I'm not gonna go in this aspect of like. And B needs to get benched or whatever, because that's ludicrous. No one's ever gonna get on board with that. But they were down like 12 points and they made it a game when they pulled Embiid. They didn't have Harold in there. They had that classics, you know, PJ Tucker at the five, Tobias Harris and House were spotting up, and they had Harden and Maxi. And it's like, all right, Harden kind of goes, sees things there. Can he get a one-on-one? No. There's a kick out, whatever. No, all right, reset. We maybe we give it to Maxi this time, right? And they go and they kind of between Maxi and Harden, they're not equal players, but Maxi's very like I still think he's underrated. Like as a player, I don't know how, very, but yes, I agree. Yes, in a, in some sense, like this dude is like in his second or third year and is a reliable scoring. He option. could be a first Next option on a number of teams. Oh, one hundred percent. And so it's like, all right. You can basically pick your poison with those two. They'll just attack the worst defender. Doesn't work. You kick it to P.J. Tucker, Harris, have him shoot it. One of them's probably going to be open because you're assuming that Harden and Maxi. there's no way they both locked up one-on-one. One of them's going to have the weaker defender, and there's going to be help side. So somebody should be open if they make the right basketball play. And if that doesn't work, you have him be down low. He'll grab the rebound. You can put it back, kick it back out, do his own thing. And even then, if it's like you're playing a team that's running with you defensively, but they have a smaller lineup in, you can, you know, get it to Embiid, go down low. Um, yeah, but like you said, I, I, I don't just... think that beats the Bucks. And that's that's really the bottom right, like line. Like that might like, match up well this, against Golden team, State, but for sure. And honestly, it matches up well against almost everybody every, else. Every besides team, maybe maybe Denver could make that argument, but. You could, uh, but I would also say in that aspect, they're in the West. Like Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, yeah, they're in the West. And Jamal Murray versus Harden, it's like I feel like, you know, offensively both of them would do fine, but I feel like Harden would have his way. I don't think Jamal Murray's that good of a defender, and you know, I think they got like KCP or some other guy shooting guard that can yeah, defend but a bit. I, I think that would be an interesting matchup. I think it, it would. Be would. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, I, I think that, that's that Harden's game. Uh, he doesn't. I just don't think he shoots as many threes as he once did, and he loves to attack. And any which team, is interesting. 
I know, but any team that really has Jokic in there or 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 MB, an Embiid or a Giannis, somebody a real rim protector in there, I I could see Harden struggling with a little bit um, in terms of scoring output. Um, and then you look at the Embiid Jokic matchup. I, I'd say it's 50-50, right? Say, like, yeah. So I don't know. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I just I don't know. I'm not concerned, but I just don't know how I just right now if they keep if they keep the way they're going, I, I don't see them beating Milwaukee ever. <laughs> oh no. Their <laughs> like, their team no, their team is just uh, unfortunately just not constructed. I could see them beat beating them. basically any other team in the East, including Boston. Um Right, Milwaukee, they just do not match up well, and I just don't, I can't quite put my finger on like why I feel like that, and like what it would be that they could do to change and prepare to beat Milwaukee, other than just like show up and win. Like you know what I'm saying? But the the the, I guess the simple answer is they don't they haven't beat, but they don't have two bigs like the Bucks do. In the sense, they ran Giannis and Brooke Lopez, didn't even have Middleton, and Embiid couldn't do anything. And it's like, well, you got Brooke Lopez down there, who's the same size as Embiid, and then Giannis, who's, again, the same size except faster and just a physical freak. So the fact it's two-on-one down low, Holiday is going to do his thing on Harden. Again, Harden's still on a decent night, but then we still got, like, defensive kind of, like, specialists in terms of like shooting guard you got wesley matthews who like that's what he does he's three and d jingles is not healthy right now pat Connaughton again three and d javon carter is our backup point guard three and like they this team is so constructed in a way that like the bucks know what they're good at and it's give it to Giannis. If you can't do anything down the hole you kick it out hope the three goes in if not, we have a rebound between Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. Yeah. Like it's it's a very good game plan. And the fact yeah. they have so many good defenders, you can bank on that. You can bank on a couple misses here and there because they're locking other teams down too. And that's what we saw. It was a 90 to 88 game, Bucks and Sixers. Yeah. You don't see games that are under 100 for both teams very rarely anymore. I know. But I love you're going to see it between <laughs> those teams. Yeah. I love it. You know, I, I love seeing that. You know, it's just good basketball. There's, there's been a rise. And Giannis in... always goes over 50% shooting. No matter what, if he goes over six from three, he'll still finish nine of 17. Like, yeah. it's just what he does. And so that, in my aspect, it's like, you know, they're going to get a, a bad hardened game or two in there because it's the playoffs, maybe three. <laughs> That's two or three losses right there. And, you know, and beats is really going to be a non-factor due to personnel. So, for the Sixers, yeah, they can take anybody to seven, really besides the Bucks, like we both kind of mentioned. Yeah, um, I think honestly, and, like now that I'm thinking about, it, I think that the recipe for them to beat the Bucks is Tyrese Tyrese Maxey just elevates to even another higher level. He's got he's got to go get for like that 25, 30. Yeah, you get that. He's, he's got to be a main option. superstar where it's like, okay, we can't like fully commit to stopping Embiid because that opens up these two guys. And if we fully stop Harden, then that just leaves Maxi, and there's just always a mismatch somewhere that they can take advantage of. But um, here, here's a question for you: So, um, the team that that did beat Milwaukee last year, right? We're both very high in Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference, but but Boston did make it through. Now, granting, barring they got through injuries, you can say what you want, but um, 
I had anticipated a little Boston regression to start the year at the very least, uh, trying to figure things out with the new coach, right? Figure out rotations, figure out tendencies, and maybe they struggle for a month or two and then they pick it up. They seem to have picked up right where they left off. Yeah. And I'd have to agree with you there because the Brogdon signing is, he's been underrated his entire career. He he honestly might be those guys that just always be underrated. Even on the Bucks, I really loved having him as Blair. He's a guy that just doesn't make mistakes. He's just fundamentally sound. He's a big guard. You can always play him on the floor. So, yeah, from their aspects, they're actually probably going to be okay. It's just in terms of talent, where do they stack up? And my biggest issue with them is if your best big is Al Horford or when Robert Williams comes back from injury, who, by the way, is only 6'8", that's going to pose questions long-term. Even if like the Bucks, you know, Middleton goes down, whatever, and they let's say they're not even in the picture, I still think they have a problem with Philly. I still think they have a problem with the Heat and Bam out of bio this year. I still think they have a problem with the Nets. I, yeah, I like, people forget how close Boston was to not getting through. It was games. a game seven, and we didn't have Middleton. That's a game seven against holiday. the Bucks, and then a game seven against the ah. Heat, who nobody likes. Right. Nobody yeah, thinks the Jimmy, Heat are good. Jimmy Butler was, I mean, yeah, a little more gas that, in his legs. That that's shot. It. Yeah. Right. So, yes. Are they a good team? Absolutely. They made it to the finals. You don't take that away from the wins they got. But you also acknowledge, like, it was close. It wasn't like the Warriors who swept through the Nuggets. I think they got rid of the Grizzlies in five or six. And yeah. the Mavericks, they handled. It's like, yeah, the Celtics got there. Kudos to them for getting there. I don't think it's going to happen again. Great for them for not having rust. I think, honestly, this Joe, whoever guy, I saw he's like the youngest head coach in the league. He's 34. Like, he's, he's younger than a lot of players. He's right younger now, than Horford. Especially in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you, have, <laughs> you know, big Al coaching the team. It's like, okay, you know, we'll see what this guy does. But I think he had some innovation. He's obviously got Tatum and Brown playing at a high level, which is good. But as high of a level as those two can be playing, the consistency comes from – and I'm not going to try and compare apples to oranges here with the NFL – what we've seen this year, it's swing back to the running backs and being able to run the ball consistently. I think this is one of the years where it's like you feed the bigger dudes. It, like if you have oh, this is how, a it's Jokic, been like that for years. Yeah, for you being, have a Giannis that can just go and get two points, especially once you get in those playoff matchups. That's a huge deal. And the reason it didn't happen was because the teams we got. I'll say this. Have that I, I, I'll push back a little bit. I think Boston is the best defensive team in the league, besides maybe Golden State. So I think that that puts them in any game, in any series that they that they go to. I mean, that's how they got there last year. You know uh, who's got the best defensive rating right now? I'm sure it's Milwaukee. Oh, no, it's actually not. It's going to team your love even more. Don't say my the name. Lake show. Welcome okay. to the Are Lake we... Show. All right, let's do it then. We'll, we'll, we'll pivot. <laughs> we'll, we'll pivot. Because I, I would love to see you try. I would love to see you try and salvage their start to the season right now. Oh, oh, I'm totally – I'm actually probably more optimistic than Lakers fans right now. For this reason of have you – go check LeBron and AD stat line. They're doing what they need to do. It's just when you have your point guard go out there and shoot, oh, a 12, 
And then the next game when it's the clock's just, winding down. It's not just and, Russ. But it is. No, there's but nobody on that roster who can shoot threes. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Roster. No, I'm not saying that's a problem. And I know they're going to address that by the trade deadline because it's L.A. They don't give a crap about the luxury tax. They got picks or two to offload. But what do they do? I even saw a How do they address it? Well, I saw a Jazz deal get mocked up. That kind of fell through, I guess, due to the Lakers' reluctancy to give up the pick because they don't have any. But at this point, who cares? Give up Russ in a first or two. I don't care. The return was Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gay. You're set. Like, if you get those three guys, you're set. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, LeBron, AD. I don't care who the fifth guy is, whether they go small with Lonnie Walker or they go Thomas Bryant with the big. It doesn't matter. Wasn't Clarkson a part of that uh, Cavs trade pick, that one year where he traded the whole team at the deadline? Yeah, probably. It's LeBron. He traded Lonzo Ball. He traded Julius Randle. He traded Brandon Ingram. We're not saying – I'm not – LeBron as a GM stinks. He's the whole reason Westbrook's here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not defending that crap at all. I If Palenka would have just stuck to what he had done in the roster that constructed, you have a lineup of Lonzo Ball, Ingram, LeBron, whoever at the two. I don't know. could be Josh Hart. Who, who knows? Anthony Davis, Zubak. You still have Kuzma – we all know it's not like fantastic, but off the bench, like that's oh, yeah. Kuzma's everybody, man. Kuzma, this is my problem. Okay, no, they had Let's everybody they need. No, you're gonna get me going because you just reminded me. Okay, everywhere LeBron goes, it's the most toxic fan base in all of sports. Everywhere LeBron goes, if he struggles, there's always a scapegoat. Okay, there's always a scapegoat. What was the absolutely? What was the guy? What was the I can't think of the GM's name in Cleveland that when he first left. He was the scapegoat, right? And then he went to Miami. Actually, I would argue Miami went pretty solid. There really wasn't many problems there. But then it was the same thing when he went back to Cleveland, okay? Um, it was a lack of teammates, Kyrie's cancer. There, uh, uh, not uh, uh, is a cancer. That whole thing doesn't want to play nuts. with. Trading Kyrie for with. IT, then they got D-Wade. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm here with you. Like, it's... Uh, And then Russ and Frank Vogel is probably the worst case of it. When in reality, I, here's the bottom line. I think we can all agree that Russ is still a talented player. He's just the worst possible fit for whatever they're trying to run at all. Where does Russ fit though in today's game? Well, I, I I don't think it's on a contending team. Teams teams are he is the most left open dude in the league. Right? Like he was open on like fifty or sixty percent of his three pointers. If Russ went like to if Russ went to the Jazz on that deal, he would put up numbers. Not efficient though. Has he ever been efficient? I feel like that's more of a conversation. I, was well, really I would say that, I would say yes. I, I think we know as definitely would be talent. less. I think he would be less efficient than his MVP season if he went to the he, Jazz right he, now. As a talent, he's great. But in terms of, I've never seen. I don't think anybody in my life with less self awareness than this guy, ever. Like I think he's fully aware. Take. I think he just doesn't care. I. I, I just think he keep, wants out. You got the Lakers fans when you shoot an open three, gasping. You got LeBron and AD this looking is the, at each you other. Realize like, that this is, you realize that this is part of the problem, right? 
Russell Westbrook, yeah. Lakers fans, LeBron fans. I don't scapegoating have a this guy. I don't. Bro shot. Oh, of the Lakers legend. rosters issues are so much larger than Russell Westbrook. And if you can't acknowledge that, then I don't know where this conversation is. It's not that I'm not acknowledging it. It feels like you're just like ignoring the fact that of the roster, Russ has been the worst. Lonnie Walker had a 26 point game. Russ, I don't know if he's had that many points this season. Like, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Double-double but... on opening night. He had 19 and 10, I believe. And on what, like 17? I actually think his best night might have been opening night. It might have been that. And then it went to, like, just this – like, what we experienced last season. And, again, I'm not telling – this roster, yeah, it stinks. Like, they need so many – just. Pat Bev is like the only guy I'd like keep on that team. Everybody else is expendable. Everybody else, you should be just looking to get shooters at this point. But like for Russell Westbrook, like as a player, you have to find, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm finding any GM that has this mindset that Russell Westbrook is still a valuable asset in the NBA and then make the trade for it. Because I'm telling you right now, you're not gonna 40s, find. You won't find that though. Once too, his deal expires, old. this dude is gonna get paid two or three million dollars next year on a minimum. No, I I genuinely think with the public perception of Russ right now, um, he he won't be on a team. This is his last. Like who's who's gonna sign him? Like what incentive does a franchise have to bring on this media oh, frenzy? It, you can sign him on for a minimum because I think he does enough things as a minimum player if he accepts his role as a backup run the floor point guard you're good but this idea that in i i just i've never been more mad i'm not even a fan of the lakers watching that portland lakers game great game 30 seconds clock is winding down lakers up two and russ decides to pull it's like not only let the clock run, get rid of the ball. We, anyone else can shoot it from anywhere besides you. I would, if I would actually no, I would actually disagree with that. There, there's not many guys on that roster that can shoot it. Is he one of the worst? Lonnie Walker has so? been better, and like to be honest, if you can bring up a better three point percentage than Russ, let me know. But Bro has been the worst player on that roster. I, I am not saying this is a good roster at all because that's. Again, that's saying something, but like right now it's Braun, AD, Pat Bev, and who knows? Like Lonnie Walker for is four. And I mean, you got like Austin Reeves, you, Juan Toscano. The entire team stinks. I'm not denying okay. that. I just okay. think it would really help if they were able to offload Russ. Even I think veteran, I agree. Like, I can agree Rudy with Gay, that. Rudy Gay, Mike think, Conley, here's Jordan my- Clarkson. Here's my hang. Anybody. Here's my hang up. I think that all of the blame, while some of it definitely is deserved for Russ, he seems to get literally all of it, and that that's where I have the problem is because who's number three? You just said Lonnie Walker. Like, yes, he's he's having a good yes, he's having a good year, but like then it gets to what Matt Reeves, Pat Bev. There's no bench. There's no shooting anywhere right oh like, no where is lebron 
been successful on teams where he has shooters that he can kick to because he's so good at attacking the basket, right? Like, but, you know, Ray Allen goes to my That's their key to success, yeah. That's Yeah, like that's LeBron's recipe for success, in my opinion. There's other th- factors that go into that, but like – I think we're in agreement that if the Lakers are going to contend at all this year, like they need to find a way to one, bring in shooters, preferably offload Russ's contract. Um, and cause it doesn't look like Russ is going to accept any less role. He's not, I don't, I agree. He's not going to start playing differently. So this is either no. going to be worse than last year or they're going to blow the team up. And I, if they blow the team up, I don't think that they can win this year. And then I believe this is bronze last year on his contract, right? He might have a player option. I I would have to double check that. Um, but honestly, like my consensus is blow it up sooner rather than later, so you still have that chance to win. LeBron, no, I, think that, I think I think they they're to gonna have a chance up. to win. They just like literally need no, anybody. Up. No, they're not, bro. It, unless they, they make are... drastic changes to their roster, they have no chance. Of they could very realistically be two and one right now, and they're shooting twenty one percent. That's not. That's what three. I'm trying to tell you. That's not gonna change. But it is though. You can't. No. As, no. I can shoot. If I take ten threes right now, make three out of ten. Okay. Like, that. Like as. <laughs> what does that mean? That means nothing. It means a lot of things in the NBA. As and these are the best players. In Russell like, Westbrook's in the been world. trying to. Russell Westbrook. Your guy has been trying to develop a three-point shot. My guy. My guy. Your guy. I I don't claim Russell Westbrook. The guy that you're saying is a bad shooter. The guy that you're saying is a bad shooter. Oh, yeah. He's trying to develop his jump. He's terrible. I think he's part of a decade. So if you're going to go on to say that they can just like find, you know, get better at shooting as the year goes on. He's in the Ben Simmons. He's in the Ben Simmons category. Like, that's just not going to get better. They have a couple guys, like younger dudes, like guys who aren't 34, 35, making $47 million to do whatever they want. Guys that, like, their role is to shoot the ball. No, they – none there, of them are good. There's no – No, yeah, I'm saying them. none are good right Name now. Them. They're, they're, like, as – you can't – like, statistically, even in, like, the 90s, like, that just doesn't even happen. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the first three games in. They were five points behind the Clippers. They lost on some crap because Russ shot too early to the Blazers didn't need to give them the extra opportunity they could be very well sitting at two and one people would just kind of tone it back a bit it's the rough slander would still be there because his stat lines are still there i mean like that's just how it is but as a team there's no way you shoot 20 21 percent from three yeah but it's never it's never i think dwight howard from open three like but this is what i'm trying to tell you is unless they make a roster change to at least get one shooter. I know people have talked about if they go get Buddy Heald or something like that off the Pacers, like somebody who can shoot the ball efficiently. They're not going to rise over thirty-five percent, in my opinion, as a team, which is just oh pitiful, no, they won't. Which is pitiful, you, and they will you know, not win. You know what they? You, you know what they won that championship in the bubble on as a team, right? They're nah, the worst asterisk, Whatever you're going to say, there's an asterisk. You can say an asterisk, but like all the NBA players, especially when it comes to people sense. shooting better in the bubble. That we can both agree. Well, yeah, because it was it was locked in on basketball. That's the only thing you're looking yeah. at. There was no outside factors. It was just that they were still shooting 30% as a team. Yeah, you had Rondo, you had D- D12. I mean, that team, three-point shooting stunk anyway. 
Well, they still got it done because at the end of the day, like they were serviceable. I think we're in agreement. I think I think the bottom line is we're in agreement here. Maybe we're not, but I'm going to say the statement. I think we're in agreement that if the Lakers are going to contend for a championship, they need to make some roster moves. They should improve the three point shooting, which is going to naturally get up. So are you are you saying are you saying that they're going to do that by developing a young core this year or by trading for better shooters? I'm I'm saying two things. I'm saying the first thing is there's going to be some development because there's no way you develop. Okay, then I then I ask you can't you can't Austin Reeves. Oh, I'm saying like in general, like Lonnie Walker, Matt Ryan, like just a bunch of random dudes are going to progressively get better. I'm not saying they become staples. I'm not saying they're good at all. Okay, I'm just saying there's no way they shoot twenty percent. Okay, like, I, I mean, yes, there are bad numbers. No, there are bad. They were, they were the Lakers. I that said, year they I don't were think like, oh, this team is 35. Yeah, that's fine. That They don't need to be. Like, you look around the rest of the league, They, if they're at 25 and they have LeBron AD putting up 30, 25 each a night, they're going to be fine. That they, they showed it. Yeah, they're on three, but they were in contention with, again, like, you look at the stats right now, like, they're at, tw- like, the next best team is so much higher than it. It's like, all right, there's no way they're going to stay in this shooting slot forever, no matter who they have. And if they actually go out and make a move, which we both know they will, it's L.A., the, you hear people talking after week one. You have to I, find uh, – I think it's going to be difficult to find a, somebody who wants Russell Westbrook. Unless, you go, to San, they, unless you go to San Presti and say, trade. I'll give you a bunch of picks to take this, to take this contract. Right. And I think the Lakers are on that point where it's like, get rid of your picks. Like, you you know where you're at. You know that. Uh, let me propose something for Do you. Do they even own a pick to like 26? I mean, it's a long time. Let me propose something for you. Uh, I personally don't think that this roster has any chance of contending for a championship, even if they do make the playoffs this year. I don't, if this roster right now walked into the West playoffs, they'd get blasted by Golden State. Denver. Uh, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and, and you say what you want about the rest of the West, but those two teams, they have to find a way to beat those two if they want at least one of them to get to the finals. No chance, right? Um, would you rather, if th- this is LeBron's last year of his contract, I don't know if he has a fifth year option or not, but he did sign, I know he signed a four year deal. This is year four. Um, I, I Maybe he has one more, but would you rather essentially start to offload everybody and, and kind of say, okay, we're just going to try and get other some young talent to incentivize LeBron to stay? Or do you just blow it up and then just let LeBron walk and, and go do what he wants? Well, if I'm Rob Palenka, I think you got to understand who you're doing with and LeBron James who wants the people he wants around him to stay. Well, I that's mean, we not... Saw, so So then like, I, We I, saw it, the young talent. We saw them have loads of young talent and LeBron was like, yeah, I don't give a crap. Well, then so I just I simply say, year, does like, LeBron want to win then? Because at some point as a GM, you have to like look at the product that LeBron James as your pseudo GM partner has oh, put on yeah, the court. Just, and you're like, dude, this sucks. I'm taking, I'm doing my job. And if you don't, if you have a problem with it, like go play somewhere else. Because no, you I don't have, think it's a problem. Like LeBron, like, you know, LeBron, especially like, you know, his ego and, you know, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar thing, like Michael Jordan, like he's chasing history. He wants to win. I just think we like, bro. Literally, I mean, he finished high school, but like in terms of like, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, he's stupid. That's not what I'm saying. In terms of like IQ and basketball, you, you can agree. Like, we both can agree, he's smart. 
But at the end of the day, like as a GM, this has been proven years ago. He does not he does not auto evaluate count. He just doesn't. No. He like no like at all. It's just dudes he likes, dudes he is gets along with, he has hope for, and then he's like, he, Yeah, I'm gonna he make looks the around to bring at people, him on. He looks around at people and he's like, Oh, yeah, he can hoop. He he doesn't have a bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like okay. Like he sees yeah. the, he sees young people for what they are in that moment and sees like no potential. Like imagine I've always thought about this. Imagine if they just held on to Andrew Wiggins in Cleveland instead of making that well, K Love trade. What would that really do for them though? That he would be able to play alongside Braun. I just, I just don't know how much that I, would have done. I, there's just certain things like we've seen Andrew Wiggins now. Like he always had this stigma because he got stuck in Minnesota. But like this guy's he was an all-star. I put an asterisk next to that, you know, next to that a little bit, but he was an all-star last year. And so yeah, it's like yeah, he's a good player. But like I, I and then the, the worst case is obviously the Brandon Ingram's um I, was D'Lo still in LA when he got there? I don't know if he was. D'Lo was DOS for Alonzo, which at, at this point is like he had DOS the same player. <laughs> I mean, D'Lo is a better scorer. Alonzo is a better playmaker. But in terms of ranking point guards, you could flip flop them depending on who you yeah. ask. But like that, um, though, like I always think I about just... like those Lakers teams that were so bad right around the end of Kobe's career and then right after it, like. There was a lot of talent in on those teams, and if they did just let it play out, oh yeah, like they just blew it up, like he did when he got to Cleveland, and then he goes into these places, blows up their franchise, takes all their picks, and then leaves. And I guess he won a championship uh, in Cleveland and in L.A., but and two in Miami. But yeah, it's. I think we all are in agreement now that the GM is 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 a failing process, and if. I guess if I'm the Lakers GM, I'm just getting to the point now where it's like, okay, we're not going to win championship this year with this roster unless I pull off a miracle. So when right. do I when do I start to think about more than right now? Because the Lakers are always in win now mode, and they're not even close to that right now. So when do you start to just like look around and be like, okay, can I actually unload like whatever assets I have and try and like piece together a future in three years because who who's on who's on this team that like could be there in three years i don't think there's a single player even two years oh no i would say two years ago that team that won the championship nobody's around yeah they're old and now it's the reverse it's like it's a bunch of young improving guys and some want to be fine but my just consensus is get rid of russ and these are just crap veterans. Again, Eric Gordon. It's not a great name, but at least he'll make a corner three. Like, holy yeah. cow. That's like really all they need. Like that, that's at the end of the day. You have LeBron and AD penciled in. You have Pat Bev penciled in. Get a dude that can just knock down a couple shots. Get a center that's not crap. The rest of your team will fill itself out. Lonnie Walker is a six man. Like so far, like he's been fine so far this season. Man, he had like twenty six one game, like he's he's been fine. And so, and again, we're not looking at like they're just gonna get one guy. I'm assuming if it's for Russ, they get probably two or three mid level veterans. It really I guess, just depends what team you're targeting, and how many picks they're willing to give up. But I just at the end I, of the day, like yeah. I don't I don't like this like consensus. Really, just 
all of just Laker nation is like already like this team's crap. Or like, have you seen LeBron and AD play? Like they're they're back at what they're doing. These games are close. They would win if they had a point guard that literally would just shoot 35% from the field. Like Russ is like we're saying we're we're crapping on him for three. Like, dude can't make like it's mid-range jump shots he's missing. It's turnovers. It's not like he's just bad fit. You know, like, 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 I'll like, say this. Like, you, you, know when you're playing, you know when you're playing Madden and they you're doing the rosters, right? They have the little scheme fit thing right there. Like, fits the he's roster. He's got a zero. Right? He's got a like, zero. Russ, from day one in L.A., terrible fit. Terrible fit. So why? I don't, I, we all actually said this even when he went there. We were like, why would he want to play with LeBron? Why would LeBron want to play with I him? never understood they the point play, of the move. They I play similar it. styles of attacking the basket, and LeBron has never had success with guard point guards who have done that. And it like if you're a ball dominant point no. guard, why would you ever want to play with LeBron? He is exactly. a ball dominant point guard. LeBron is. Like at this, like, yep. you know. So the Mario Chalmers of the world look better than Russ. Like the you know Damon Jones like blast from the past right there oh it's a blast from the past but I guarantee you LeBron right now would rather Mario Chalmers because he knows when he kicks it to him it's going to be a three-point attempt either goes in or it doesn't Russ it's ah geez somebody go get the rebound like like I'm sorry I don't mean to just rip Russ apart but that is like anyone watching the game it's it seems like they're playing two different games it really feels like the Lakers do their thing they're like, ah, crap, we got Russ. Let's give him the ball, see what he does. He does nothing because he's not going to be in any rhythm. He doesn't fit with this team. And it's back to him. And I think eventually it kind of showed in the Trailblazers game. Russ gets kind of just like, all right, dude, like, I'm not getting the ball. They're doing whatever. Like, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. And it's like, yeah, do your own thing like the first quarter, man. You just did it with no. This is why. I, this is game. why I said like, like I agree it, with this it's take. A problem. They it's Russ a problem. Off, they brought Russ in as a sixth man. Put him out there with four other dudes. I don't care who they are, and just said, "All right, yeah, just That's go, just go, do, go do your thing. Go score as many points as you can." Like I think it would actually it work so much. It'd be like it was okay. It really in would 20, in like 2018, again. Like, oh, you're out here with a bunch exactly. of scrubs. Like, just go make something happen. He get enough. He literally gets enough rebounds to like accommodate for a backup center. Yeah, like I don't understand why. Like they tried it in the preseason. Try in the right. You have 82 games in the regular season. Now, if it doesn't work, move on. But this whole idea that Russ, AD, and LeBron are all going to be on the floor when, like, on a good night, those three combined shoot for 30% from three, you got to be kidding me. Like, you you know, like, LeBron, and like, th- there was a clip Nurkic literally waved off, and this isn't even a shot at Russ, more direct toward AD. AD is great of a player as he is. Yeah, Nurkic in the waved corner. him off and then, then he the hit corner. the side of the backboard. Like he's a mon-shumper. <laughs> like, dude, you're getting $35 million a year. Everyone's looking at you this 25, you know, point-per-game-plus guy, and yeah, he just can't do it. He's already right? tweaked, like, he's he's already tweaked uh, his back, I think, too. Oh, really? I think he ha- he hasn't missed a game, but I, I did um, – it wasn't opening night. When was I watching the play? Maybe when they played the Clippers. Um, and I was kind of, I was watching it. I was just like, why? Sorry, that was really random. There's a bug crawling on my floor. I tried to kill him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. 
But yeah, no, we can let's let's pivot. I have a question about the other LA team for you a little bit. Um, and maybe this is more of a grander scheme question, but but Kawhi is clearly not like hundred percent healthy. Um, and this team no, is yeah, running so, off the bench, so obsessed mm-hmm. with load. Like, I don't know what it is about the Kawhi that's so obsessed with this load management concept. Like, like I get it, and there's like other teams do it, but like Kawhi takes it to such an extreme. Where's the ceiling here for the Clippers? Because I think we could agree, like, I, I think it's pretty high, but they're just they haven't been healthy in three years, so I really am losing incentive to believe that they're going to be healthy come playoffs. Oh, I 100% agree with you, especially when your top three players are, if we're just looking at this, you know, objectively, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and John Wall. All three of those dudes have had significant injuries in their career, have been known as injury prone. That doesn't bode for SP of success. I mean, if we're just taking the odds here, one of those guys is not going to be available come playoff time, and probably one of the other is going to get hurt in the playoffs. So, from a ceiling perspective, this team's fully healthy. They're great. They could. No, I think they're contenders. They're contenders. Yeah. I was say they could win a tie. Like, but I'm just fully I, I, healthy. I'm starting great, to get but... a little. Maybe this is where my disdain's coming from. I'm starting to get a little frustrated with with Kawhi because I just feel like he <laughs> he has this incredible playoff run in 2019, and everybody starts to turn this page like, oh my gosh, Kawhi Leonard's like the best player in the world. He's just number one. He's better than LeBron. He's he's all this all these things. And, uh, and then we've seen him play like, I don't know, to me, it feels like five. I know it's more, but it feels like five games literally since he left the Raptors. Right. Right. And, and there's just a level to like, when you talk about from the grand scheme of things, like where is that putting Kawhi like on people's, like in people's minds in 10 years, right? Like, where is this like, like this is a guy that was so good at his peak, but also like has less career points than DeMar DeRozan. And so it's For like, sure. he's to me, like he's screaming like modern day had a better peak than the guys I'm about to list. And was better at it. what, what in my opinion was the number one player in the world, but like a Penny Hardaway Grant Hill story here. If that makes sense. Like we never really got to see Derek Rose-esque. Like we never really got to see how good he could have been. And, and like, we got this really, really quick glimpse into, I think what could have been a top five, top 10 player of all time. And I just don't, I, I'm just starting to really like, he just doesn't play. He doesn't, he's never on the floor. Yeah. Oh, that's, I don't think it's that extreme from the, you know, pennies of the world, Grant Hill, D-Rose, T-Mac. I, I actually, you know what? T-Mac might be the more fair assumption, just a sense like we, we've seen, like, I don't think we've, we've saw him like peak D-Rose, but I think he low-key might have had a next step if he would have like understood the game. Like he got hurt when he was still like a kid. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, like yeah. at 21, 22, like he had so much development in his game. Um, like, I think that, you know, has some merit, but in terms of Kawhi's aspect, we've always known he's been a great defense player since coming out of San Diego state. It's just in terms of offensively, how much are you going to get? And that's honestly, like we saw at peak with the Raptors, his first season with the Clippers, 
But yeah, I mean, in terms of his offensive bag, part of it's probably been, you know, I mean, we, we see how good of and talented he can be, but from like a night to night throughout his career, that's like, yeah, you brought it up best. Like DeMar DeRozan, if I need a guy who's going to go hit the, you know, clutch shot for me, as much as I think Kawhi is a better player healthy, I'd rather the ball be in DeMar DeRozan's hands. And it's not that Kawhi, we, we've seen Kawhi hit like clutch fadeaways. Like, I mean, see the Sixers series. We've seen him hit those shots. It's just like the longevity, the consistency offensively, you don't get to see because he's never even on the floor. And yeah, so, and it's even coming even... off the bench. It's like, I, I get they're They want to manage his minutes this year, but what, like, where's the line at? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's supposed to be your number one option. You brought him in and you were able to bring him in because you went and got Paul George. Like that's the centerpiece of your team, quite frankly. And you're going to run him off the bench. I, I'll be honest. I, I, I said this for a year. Yeah. I said this three years ago. I, I don't think he should have left Toronto. For in terms of like play aspects and, you know, fit. Like Toronto, they had something there. Oh like, yeah, if they kept going. They're still they good. Really, they're still like, they're still good. Eastern yeah, Conference. Their best guy is Pascal Siakam, who only has a spin move in his bag. Like, and then they have Fred Van Vliet, who again, great guy, but pro six foot. He's a liability defensively. Don't talk about, with don't that talk about Drake the, like that, bro. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> you know, I love Drake. He's he's got some hits, you know, but defensively he's just not really able to fend off the competition um and then listen like with Kawhi, it's like you throw him in there with that raptors team they got a bunch of guys that like are usually good at one thing but can't do it completely but nick nurse is a great coach like you mentioned they're still good he's no i just think that he coach. literally Those they would have been able to run it back and contend like for sure every that, i mean the team was constructed completely like around Kawhi, like in terms of like not like they went out and did it. It was just the fit was so good. Yeah, it's and very like Von Miller. It it's very like Von Miller with the Rams esque. Like, for sure, we're gonna make for this sure. move. No, he yeah, has I one guess. year left. Like, and they got the championship. So yeah, I just, what reason do they have to complain? But I mean, honestly, yeah. I, to go back to the yeah. Clippers, Kawhi. It's just like to me, it's getting to this point where it's like people always throw him in there with the top ten players in the league, and it's like he doesn't play basketball so how can you say he's a top 10 guy in the league right now when he he plays 15 20 minutes every game and this is the most he's played in two years for sure like yeah, he, no, is he really still yeah, hurt that. if he's still actually hurt that's a problem that's yeah, more than issue, much really. more than if they're just like oh we're just gonna play him less in case he gets hurt that's just mm-hmm. dumb dumb logic in my opinion but if he's actually still hurt I have that's a real problem because then they're not at all who we think they are and they never will be. Right. No, that's a very valid point. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, the Clippers just need him to be the Toronto Kawhi playing simple. We haven't seen it in two or three years. If he shows up the way he did with the Raptors, they're going to be a problem this year. They're going to be up there in the, you know, the Western conference. Um, but, I mean, uh, yeah, other than that, that's that's kind of like my initial takeaways in terms of, like, teams, their directions so far. 
we have so many more games to go. I even feel like we're going to do our yeah. episode next week, and it's like we're still going to be trying to grasp where these teams are at. Um, yeah. But in terms of individual players, I mean, some we're, we'd love to do before we sign off is the better or worse. And uh, I'll just throw it to you right away because one of the guys I love, I know Milwaukee's a city loves, is Bobby Portis. <laughs> um, I just got some names that like, you know, in, in uh, we know he's a six man with the Bucks, but in terms of like ability and whatnot, who's the better guy? And so I just got some uh, some guys I'll just throw at you, you know, and uh, right off the bat. Talk about Bobby Portis, the... right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So is this guy better or worse than Bobby Portis? Steven Adams. Wow, that's a good one right away. Um, yeah. <laughs> man. Honestly, I, I kind of have to lean towards Portis. I, th- I think I'm going to go Portis. I, I think if you go back maybe – to like 2018 Stephen like Thunder Stephen Adams I, th- I think it's Stephen Adams I think he was yeah, he was pretty good uh but right sure. now I think it's Bobby Portis yeah no that's a fair take fair take um Bobby Portis better or worse than go to the uh, keep the you know uh, Western Conference Aaron Gordon I'm going to go towards Aaron Gordon. I think he is a good fit in, in Denver right now. Um, I, I think he, he's he got a good role, good fit, good starter. Um, and he's been – did he get there last year or the year before? Uh, uh, last, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't know. Sure. I've been I pretty – go, going back to when he first got to Denver, because I was pretty low on Aaron Gordon. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, the dunk contest stuff, all that stuff in, in Orlando, but then – when he got to Denver and a successful team, like he did, I think he did a really good job of just like accepting like his role. Like he kind of figured out he wasn't going to develop into some sort of like superstar, that sort of thing. But it was like, I think he does a really good job with his role. And I think he's a really good starter for, for Denver. And that being said, I'll take, I'll take Gordon. That's fair. No, that's a very fair take on the situation. Um, this is so much more subjective in my opinion than, than we do this with football. Yeah, it's very it's very so nuanced. subjective. Um Bobby Portis or we'll go, we'll go to the east. We'll go to the east because there's a couple guys I got on my radar. Al Horford. <sighs> right now. Right now. Your 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 basketball team, wherever it be, is playing tomorrow night. You gotta start a center who you take. I'll take Horford. Mm. He's the vet. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you get that vet veteran savvy. Um, but yeah, if I'm obviously if I'm planning for the future, it's Portis by a mile. But that one's close. Okay. These are this is tough. Portis but is yeah. really our guy to rank. That's why I really just need some feedback. Um, Bobby Portis or Clint Capella? I would go Portis. I'm pretty low on Capella these days. I feel interesting, like interesting. I'm glad you acknowledge like he's a very one trick pony. Yeah, in today's I, NBA, it's a very hard. He, I just had get like much higher expectations for him when he first he kind of came on the scene. If that makes, I was like, oh yeah, for this sure. guy is like tall. He's big. Like he's really like it, I, I guess raw is the right word. Like 
I, I don't know. Like I just yeah hasn't yeah, no, like developed into this player, like, force that I thought he might be. So yeah, I'll go Portis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got two more names for you. Uh, I, I'm staying in the big man just because I want to see just, you know, I, I'm still trying to garner where I rank Portis among bigs. Um, Portis or Zubak? Dude, I Clippers. actually, <laughs> I love Zubak. That's the thing. He does his job so He's well. So He's so consistent. He's so consistent. But I, I, I think the ceiling is higher with Portis. I mean, that's, I'll take Portis for that. Totally I think great. that. Portis could show up and change a game. Zubak is going to show up and do exactly what he does every single night, which is so valuable. But he's never going to it show is. up. He's never going to show up and exceed that. Um, Portis could show up and, and drop 20, 25, in my opinion. And absolutely. No, he's and, and I to don't do that. see Zubak. Okay, yes, he theoretically could. Zubak could do that, but he's not going. Yeah, no, and uh, this is my last question because I feel a certain type of way. I, I don't really know how Bucks fans and the rest of the league feels about it. Better or worse than uh, Bobby Porter's Brooke Lopez? <laughs> um, I, I, there's no I, wrong answer. There's there really not is a no wrong, wrong answer because wrong Brooke answer. Lopez starts. So the, you know what I mean? Like if you say Bobby Portis, it's like you're in disagreement with the coach. But even saying Brooke Lopez, there's a huge number. Especially Milwaukee, people are like, this guy runs our city. Like, he showed so much more than Lopez. I'm just curious on your take on the whole situation. I think it's actually a little similar to Zubak, right? Like, you know what you're getting with Lopez. And if uh, he starts because he fits Lopez, best with yeah, that lineup, um, then he should be the starter because he just fits better with the guys on the floor at that time. And then Portis' ceiling is higher. Portis could show up and change a game coming off the bench and be this six man of the year candidate, right? Who's going to be a relying scoring, relying rebounding. Uh, and Lopez is going to do the same thing every night, right? He's never going to have a bad night. He's never going to have a great night. Uh, Portis, a little more variance, I guess would be the word, right? Uh, higher ceiling, higher floor, but I'll take the high ceiling um, in terms of straight up, like if one-on-one, but I, I see why Lopez starts too. Like you, you just oh, let's put the consistency. No, in that's there. that's a very yeah. No, it's the it, same thing as like you know, it's the same thing as like oh yeah, Russell Westbrook like is definitely one of the two best guards on their roster, but it probably would fit best if he came off the bench with the way that they play. Agreed. So it's the same like it's the same thought process, I guess. Yeah. No. It's very uh. Good analysis for me. Gives me some of my uh, rankings for Bobby Porter. I got, I got um, some. I got some. I was say, I'm hoping you have something for me, and then we can, you know, call it, watch the games. I gotta pee like a racehorse. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm actually. For those who don't gonna... know, I I just got back from work. I, I like literally it was one of those days you work overtime, so we jumped right into this. I haven't had a chance to breathe. So I'm ready to just, understand. Know, well, I'll, make this, I'll make games. this quick. Yeah. I'll make this quick. Um, I am going to go off script a little bit though, because you did talk about this guy a lot today and I kind of want to see where you put him. So I'm going off script. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, we're we're going to go John Morant. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to add, I'm going to add a little, because it's basketball, I'm going to add a little bit of nuance to this and I'm going to say John Morant or 2011 territory. To kick it off. I mean, if we're looking statistically, I have to go with John Morant. 
I think that's fair as a Bulls fan. I like statistically, like it's like you look at a lot of people, even if they're not Bulls fans, will start to nitpick at D Rose's MVP season and be like, should have went to LeBron. And well, I mean, like, like the reason this is what I you said. Can't with, do that with Ja. Like his, his numbers are right there. When we talk about Rose's MVP season, like this is what I said with like Luca potentially winning MVP is like Rose won MVP because the Bulls won sixty something games that year and won the number one seed. And so like that's why right. that, circumstances everything. Yeah, circumstances everything. But um, okay, John ja Morant or Luca actually. Oh, I still love Luca. Okay. I, I really do. Um, he can be the engine for anybody, and especially the Mavericks, who literally have nobody right now. Yeah, I, I can't put him over him. Okay, John ja Morant or Trey Young? Ja. Okay. Ja I, I mean, I could, I could, I could elaborate, but yeah, it's it's a better player. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's fair. John ja Morant or Steph Curry? Oh no, 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 no. yeah, no, 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 don't bait me here, don't bait me here, because <laughs> Stephen Curry is even, I still think right now can be underrated by the right crowd, I would agree, it's crazy to say, but there's, there's people that like don't concede him as like one of the all-time greats, and it's like when you are a point guard that can just run around and shoot your lights out and get four rings doing it, um, yeah, you're, you're kind of great at what you do. He's the, um, He's the only little guy to ever even contend for a top 10 all-time spot. Literally. Like I've yeah, like been below like, six, six, six. Like, yeah. Like you that. could you could say, okay, Kobe and Michael are guards, and Magic was a guard, but okay, Magic, like that's that's a different yeah. beast. Six right? six is like the minimum height threshold, and this dude is yeah. six three in shoes. Like yeah. so anyway, back to back to job. Account for, Good, yeah. I, I I gave you the bait, you can take it. Good job. Um, John ja Morant, John ja Morant, or Damian Lillard? Yeah, so for career, it's easy for me. I would always, always go Dame, just what he's done. But if you're talking about like this season, going into the season, I love Ja so much more. Dame is playing really good, dude. He's playing well so far. I agree. But from what I last seen, and again, what I've last seen from Ja, gonna roll with Ja. All right. That could change by all-star break. That really could. But right. he got most improved for a reason, and he is still rolling. All right. Two so. more. Two more. Um, all right. This is a little yeah. different style of point guard. But ja Morant, Chris Paul. Ja. All right. What about uh, Booker? Chris Paul, I think, can be overrated and hated on, but no. What about Booker? Ja. Oh. Boy, that's <laughs> that might be the toughest call of the Knights, and I'm gonna go with Ja just because I think he's in a better season than Booker. I think this is where he really elevates and proves why he's better. And we even saw kind of the laps against the Mavericks. Like it's Chris Paul and D Book against Luca. With they still had eight and they still crowded. They had they should. There's no excuse to lose that. Not saying it was all on Booker's shoulders, but took him down a notch for me for sure. Yeah, and that 2K cover ain't gonna gas him up anything more for me all right like i'm still gonna go with ja but that's probably the closest all right last one more yeah last guy ja morant or kyrie ja really that was quick yeah just availability it's like even talent it's like kyrie could be a better scorer on certain nights but it's so inconsistent what about what about harden and like we haven't seen it said harden yeah 
Oh, see, I got you to think. Harden, if Harden, if Harden is, it's really only if Harden's in his system. When Daryl Morey's his GM and they got the dudes around him, Harden can be better. But right now, I'm still in Chacha. Like, again, I'm so high on this kid. I'm going to be stunned if they're not, not even if they don't make playoffs. Like, if they're not a top, like, if they make play, like, really, like, this team wasn't solidified in the playoffs. It's fair take. I really am high on that team. It's fair take. Feel like like we disagree disagree strongly on the Lakers and the Grizzlies. Yeah, I I think that's really the bottom line. I, I mean... Even but I'll say this: I do not around. feel I do not feel as passionate about uh, defending the Grizzlies being bad as you do about the Lakers being good. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I really think like the Lakers. Like I will openly admit time, today that it's probably likely that I'm going to be wrong, but I'm sticking to it. So. Yeah, stick to your guns. Got to respect so. that. That's why I'm gonna stick. The Lakers are what ten and thirty. I'm still gonna be like, well, I have to make a couple trades. That's All what right. I do. Uh, what I gotta do. All right. We're getting into that that broad stadium talk here. Yeah, which I will never be. Um, and again, we'll probably re-eval. I mean, obviously every week, but um, I feel like by a month or so, I'll really have a gauge. I yeah, mean, it's still so early. They it's could start so to tick down, but I just don't. I really love what I've seen from AD so far, especially in the first couple games back. I thought there'd be That's some fair. bust, and he's that 2010 guy I still remember. So That's fair. Yeah, we will uh, We'll see, though. Again, there's a lot of games on tonight. I know tomorrow night's a big deal. We have Bucks Nets. I believe Warriors Suns is tonight, like. Yeah. Usually there's a game worth watching every night in the NBA. Did season, you? Uh, so this is a question. This check is, it out. Recap game of the week, real quick. Did you get a chance to watch Lakers Clippers? Oh yeah, well, yeah. That was a good Clippers game. Win. Like it that was, was the most fun. Game. Was nice. That was like the most fun game I watched all week. Right. Yeah. Like it's both teams look solid, and that's what yeah. I mean. Like it's seen the Lakers kind of run with them. It was like okay, but again, or, off the bench. or they weren't Warriors. There. Warriors Nuggets was really good too, because um, mm-hmm. they almost stole that. But I know you got to go to the bathroom, so we'll get out of here. Um, <laughs> Doing a little potty dance over here. Yeah. Uh, make sure, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, Christian, as always, is so fun. Um, check us out on yeah, Thursday. Absolutely. Actually, uh, we should turn in our picks for Thursday Night Football right now. Um, if you want to pick a team. What's Thursday night? What's Thursday night? Uh, I believe it's. Bucks and somebody. Bucks. Bucks and no, it's a good team too. We Bucks Ravens. Bucks Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Ravens as well. Oh wait, yeah, let me see like, where it is before I make these choices. Don't care, like the Ravens. Uh, I don't like the Bucks at all after last week. I think the Ravens can still perform better. I think this is yeah, this is Lamar type thing. I think the Buccaneers are in trouble after this week. It is in Tampa. I'm still gonna take. Um, yeah. I just don't think there's a quick turnaround way after a Panthers loss in three days of practice to address your not issues. Not Thursday night. Not yeah. Brady taking Wednesdays off. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all know, right, man. so we're both riding Ravens for Thursday night. As always, guys, check us out on all social media. We're going to continue to push more and more content out to you guys everywhere, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, and uh, be sure to share the show with your friends. Um, you know, Let us know, request, better or worse, trade, deadline topics that sort of thing nfl nba whatever we want to talk about let us know so uh as always guys have a good one thanks for listening uh christian i'll catch you next time absolutely take care my guys